Welcome to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, and on tonight's episode, we are all the way in Los Angeles. Uh, we have special guest, actor, and comedian, Andrea Pesmino. Also, riding shotgun all the way in Los Angeles is Patty Vasquez. I want to give a shout out to Scott Shapiro. I know some of you guys have heard about me being a lawyer, but if you have been injured on the job and need compensation, you may be entitled to payment that you don't know about. Not only payment for while you have medical treatment, but payment while you're off work and other compensation as well. Attorney Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers for over 20 years in Chicago. Call him at 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. The law offices of Scott B. Shapiro are a full-service law firm, and in addition to workers' compensation cases and work injuries, the law office can handle any and all of your legal needs, including entertainment law. All consultations initially free of charge. So do not take a chance and wait. Once again, 312-648-8800 or check out his website at www.scottshapirolegal.com. Call Scott today. And now for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. It's time for Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, and writing Shotgun is the voice of treason. Oh, voice of treason. Yes, I've changed it. Oh my gosh. I just want to tell I you that. I kind of like that. I think it's accurate because since you are the person who is against the single concept. I'm as, not against Well, it. you're not against it, but, but you're But I'm also, treasonous. I'm successful in a married relationship. Correct. So I conflict with your ideals of single. Correct. Okay. And, and in all fairness, the name Voice of Treason came from comedian Johnny Sanchez. So I want to give him credit because he was supposed to do the podcast, but he had to wait. All right. You make it sound as though I'm trying to convince no. single people to find happy, healthy relationships so they can share their lives with somebody. But <laughs> I feel like I just am just like, oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. I you're the voice of reason. To you. Well, you don't like that. You don't like voice of reason because it, it provides too much pressure. I like the voice of treason. I'll be the voice, voice of, of treason. Voice of treason. It sounds <laughs> Queen little, of common sense. It feels, it feels nefarious. Yeah. Nefarious uh, is a good word, so yeah. people look that up before we start. But we're gonna we're gonna get into it with our guest, a friend of mine. She's a, an actor and a comedian, up and coming here in Los Angeles. Andrea Pesmino. Did Hi, I say that right? You said it perfectly. Awesome. Uh, so first question we have to ask on Singles Only podcast is: Are you single? I, as far as I remember, yes, I'm single. Okay. How is that possible? You're you're a beautiful woman. You are uh, successful. You've had other careers too, from what I understand. Yeah. I don't. I mean, that's the. I, that's something I would like to know. Also, <laughs> okay. Well, we don't provide answers. We just. We just question. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's good. It's a. It's a good thing to analyze. Um, I think about it a lot. Um, I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I've been in relationships, obviously. Okay. Um, I, but sad. That I was actually uh, looking, thinking back on my past relationships, and I realized that the longest relationship I've ever had has only been like two years and like seven months when I was only, 14 years long. old. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> but that's 14, the longest did, relationship. Oh, did when you were 14 or did, and when you were 16. She could have started dating when oh, she was 12. I, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, no. I have friends who did. I mean, really? yeah, I, I didn't want to, I thought, I thought about it at 12, but I felt that it was a little unethical. So I waited to have my period and then I went and then for it at 14. I'm a woman now. <laughs> the day after? 
the, the well, day, you're like okay brian or whatever his name is it's time yeah no i um it was i started when i was 14 and it ended when i was almost 17 okay that's my longest relationship what is your longest relationship as like an adult after after your void uh, voting age Probably two years. Two years. Yeah. That's a that's I've had a long many two-year and one-year relationships. Yeah. I guess. I mean, it was, two years it's all right. is a long... That's on the path to the rest of your life. It's not yeah. Where Some people get married within a year of knowing yeah. each other. Right. Especially right. in older age. Not me, though. But yeah. Not you. <laughs> what, um, when was the last time you were in one of these two-year relationships? Uh like five years ago. Okay. So you've been single for a long time. <laughs> well, now. I had two... I had a one-year... About two years ago. Okay. Uh, and then I had a three-monther last year. Okay. Yeah. The three-monther was actually, like, it felt like the most significant. Um, but, yeah. that's That's been, yeah. And then before that was my two-year about five years ago. There's a lot of math so far. In this. I love math. math. I love math. <laughs> two times five. Okay. So it seems like none of them overlapped. Is that is that what you figured? I, I'm not going to judge our or Voice of reason. Try okay. to gather any sort of... So what are you are you looking to get married and have kids or what what's the what's the end goal here? God, I love that we're doing this podcast and this conversation right now because just in like the last three weeks I've gone through like a serious change within myself about what I want. And one of my biggest, you know, dreams and goals, even as a child, this is not like my biological clock talking. Even as a kid, my biggest dream was to be a mom. Right. And I okay. always wanted to be a mom inside of, you know, a relationship, a marriage, not just like a single mom. Right. Um, and in the past three weeks, I just don't even give a shit about kids anymore. Whoa. Okay. Not like children as humans, but like even my own, like I couldn't imagine having to take care of a kid. Like, I don't feel like to let go of something you wanted for such a long time or that you remember wanting when it's you were a kid. scary shit. I'm telling you, I, I do not recognize who I am. I don't know who I am anymore. What happened in the last three weeks to make you I don't know. Make this I don't know. I thought that at this age, because I'm in my mid-30s, um, I thought that at this age, the you know, the, the desire, the urge would heighten, right? Yeah. And it's not. It's, I feel like I almost kind of went over that like that bump and now I'm just like in a decline or something like that like I, I don't know if it's over I don't know I don't know what it is do you have a little bit of relief that you didn't have one when you were younger because of what you want to do with your life um I don't because it's actually I have more anxiety about it now because I'm afraid that this is a phase and that like when I'm not even fertile anymore I'm gonna regret not having taken advantage of this time but what if that was a phase Right? Wanting to have a kid? Who See? knows? What? Who knows? This is insanity. Just I don't blew even... everyone's mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I just feel like I'm t- completely different than all the women, like my friends, you know, all my female friends well, around this age. And... I think a lot of it, and, and I hate to say this, but I think a lot of com- a lot of what comedy does to people is makes you more self-aware and more selfish in a way. Because like you said, your friends, like all my friends don't understand what it is I do with my life and why I do so many things that are just not uh, the norm, you know? In a lot of ways, I should, I mean, I'm I'm older than you and I should be in the suburbs somewhere raising children, but... I don't the, agree with that. Well, I don't, right. I don't think you're qualified. That's true. That's true. You make very good points, Patty. That's why you're here. I think it's the choices you've made that have led yeah. you to be not qualified. But I think, I think that when you start developing uh, and doing this creative thing that you're doing, it kind of takes you out of the the rat race in a way in a, in a lot of ways and maybe that's what's happened i i actually really agree with you because um my my kind of trajectory with what i do now with comedy and the acting it kind of came late in my life and so i feel like i'm catching up on a lot of lost time in my 20s 
Um, I feel like I should have been doing this in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I only started doing this in my, you know, when, when I was 31. And that's actually when I got sober. So there's a, there's a strong correlation, I think, between my sobriety date uh, and, you know, and everything else that I'm doing with my life. What you know? were you doing in your 20s that, that prevented you from finding, I guess, what your creative outlook is? Well, I mean, I was, I was born an artist, okay? I've been training to be a singer since I was like nine years old. And then once I, you know, I got into college, I decided that I would not pursue the arts. I was like, I'm not going to be a starving artist. I just refuse to do that. I'd rather go to business school. So that's what I did. So in my 20s, I've worked in real estate and sort of moved to L.A. from New York. I'm originally from New York City. Um, And I've just kind of built this life in, in L.A. that's around business and real estate. And then once I got sober, I like woke up and I was like, what am I doing? Like, what mm-hmm. am I doing in a, at a desk? You know, like I have, I'm a creative person. There are things that actually in my 20s, I used to drink a lot because I was so upset that I didn't pursue the arts. Yeah. Right. And so I couldn't watch TV. I didn't go to a movie theater for years. I couldn't watch American Idol. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't be around it because I felt so much regret. I like that we have a like, dog in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, sorry agreeing with that. you. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, God hates me. Why do these people get to pursue their dreams? And I'm stuck over here, you know, doing real estate. Um, and so once I got sober, like something clicked in me and I was like, no, 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 I, I need to, I'm, I'm a funny person. I'm a creative person. I have talents and like, now that I'm catching up on all that lost time, I'm like, now I don't know how kids and marriage would fit into the picture. Because right. that feels more fulfilling. Because I feel like even a relationship is like, relationships are so hard, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't want some idiot to upset me and then I can't do my set properly because the fucker did or said something that triggered my jealousy or whatever, you know? I'm like more concerned it about... It sounds like, like a very specific thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it seems like that's a Tell very... What set. happened? Yeah. That's like every set I ever did oh, okay. in the beginning. It's like I'm always upset about a guy. So right now it's like about protecting myself as a creative person, you know, really protecting my heart and like my mind and my time and my space. And like if someone's going to come to my life, they got to be fucking awesome and like contribute to my time as well as allow me to contribute to them. When you were in your 20s or when you were drinking and, and you were doing business or whatever, were any of these guys that you were dating, these two-year deals, were they like saying, hey, why aren't you doing your arts and stuff like that? Were they trying to push First of all, you towards I just wanna, that? I just want to announce that I never drank on the job. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. I'm kidding, but you, yeah. You said sobriety, so I was, I was yeah. trying to link it in to bring it back to relationships. Were you... Were these guys that you were dating, were they also drinking or were they also, you know, in the business field where you couldn't, you know, expand uh, creatively or what, what no, was they, it? Yeah, it just I never came up. No, I actually did it, dated really great guys in my 20s. I just I always cared about, you know, being with someone who's like really stable and like, you know, had their shit together and came from a great family. Now I don't care. You know, now it's all about, you know, being with someone who's awesome and create, you know, also well, what makes someone under- awesome if they're not well, stable. Who, I mean, <laughs> I would think that those go hand in hand. There are many hand. awesome, well, unstable people I found. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, no, they used to be great, but now it's, you know, now I admire other things like people, men who pursue their passions. Like that's something that that um that is attractive to me before what was attractive was somebody who had a degree and made a certain amount of money because that to me in my head felt like that was going to guarantee a future that i really wanted or something but that's not yeah it's Mm -hmm. funny how we think we know what were some of the the relationships how did some of them end what were some of the uh were there deal breakers on your end or were there (laughs) oh sorry to mean (laughs) sorry i almost bit on my coffee um how did they end were there 
just it sounds like there might have been some. Like, I'm really like searching my memory for like a good story or like a good ending. <laughs> they they were of... different every time, or was there a pattern in your relationship ending? There was definitely a pattern because it was tied into my uh, my drinking. Okay. Um, so I don't, you know, guys would uh, think that I'm very nice and interesting and cute, uh, but then there was that other side of me that was not cute at all, like total Jekyll and Hyde. Drinking. Yes. So I I had a I dated a girl who I called her Gizmo because if you remember the Gremlins, <laughs> she was so awesome. But then when you get her wet with a couple drinks, she turned into a Gremlin, and I'm just like. Uh oh, it's Gizmo, and now now we're friends, and it's like an ongoing That's joke, so and she's funny. gonna kill me for. Which <laughs> I didn't say names, but was that you? Was that like you when you started drinking, you just became like a confrontational person, or what? What happened when you were drinking in the relationship? Yeah, there was really no knowing. Um, I was either really fun and social, and like the perfect girlfriend who was just like you know made you feel amazing, like the you know, or if something just one little thing upset me, the whole fucking party was over. We're done. Everyone's drama. leaving with drama. I would be upset. Breaking glasses, no. windows. Well, I didn't go that far, but it was, you know, I got, there was no talking Throwing me things, out of it. knives, no knives. Not, not no later, not in my later years. <laughs> Earlier years. <laughs> I happened to okay. mature. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. Oh, the dog just came in when you yeah, said no, that. Yeah, no, I was like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> what, um, so you said that, what, what were the things that were, that would lead to the breakups. Were they breaking up with you because they were like, hey, you have a drinking problem? Or was it just like you'd wake up and you'd be like that? Because a lot of times people bottle up things and then when they drink, they're, they get they get courage to confront their the significant other about what's bothering them. Was it one of those situations or was it just that you had a problem with drinking? Or no both? one ever said, look, you have a drinking problem and I can't be with you. It was more like um, there, there are traits to alcoholism that you know, trans, that, that are present even when someone's not drinking, you know, and some of them, you know, there are things like I would, you know, very overly sensitive, jealous, like things that came out of me lacking self-worth and not having like a healthy self-esteem, you know? So those were the things, it was almost like the result or like the source of my drinking were the things that affected my relationship. So like, you know, I was actually very, very jealous when I was younger. So that was like a no-go for a lot of guys. Okay. Um, I mean, just ridiculous. Um, yeah, lots of like fighting and nitpicking and not accepting the other. You person. were starting the fighting. And yeah, the yeah, but okay. it wasn't like I'm just gonna fight with you. It was like little things, right? Like I, I feel like. What are? Give we, us an example of like a little thing that would trigger. I don't know. Like guys could fight. never do enough for me. Like there was nothing that you could ever do to make me completely satisfied and happy. I would always find, and it wasn't even like I was conscious of it. But there was always something that the guy didn't do. Like he didn't open the door fast enough, or he didn't let you know he ordered the drink before me. There was always something that made me. Completely Completely unsatisfied. Wow. So there was a lot of fighting? Or was, like... Well, a lot of them wouldn't fight back, but they would just like, you know, feel hurt. Like, you know, so after some time, in the beginning, guys will say, you know, they'll put up with it. They'll talk. They'll communicate. But after a while, they're like, fuck you. Like, I'm done. So like, trauma. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these guys were very healthy guys, too. So they didn't actually know what they were getting themselves into. Like, they didn't have a history of like, oh, red flag. You know, but... we got to get... They would last two years, it sounds like. So so they would put up with a lot for a while, it seems. Yeah. Or did you just not drink in front of them until like... It, it wasn't only two. during my drinking. Oh, it, was, okay. it was like my behavior during that time oh, that gosh. was, you know, I was very broken. And that affected my relationship. When did you start to be aware of yeah. the pattern of, you know, demanding more or not, never, having things never be enough? Maybe like 
a couple years into my sobriety, actually. Oh. I mean, I knew that I was like that, but I was very, I couldn't separate myself from it. Like, that's how, that was my reality. Right. I was like, no, 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 they aren't doing good enough. You know, they aren't doing, acting right. They aren't good boyfriends, right? But now it's just like, I look back and I'm like, no, they were just who they were. You know, they, I just wasn't the right match. Or maybe I should have been more accepting. And maybe I should have been more grateful that he did all those great things for me. When did you have relationships when you were sober too that that lasted longer than a short period of time? Um, my longest relationship in sobriety was one year. Okay, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah. Okay, so what um, did you notice that it was different in that? Really, was it more healthy than the ones you had when you were drinking? No, same problem. <laughs> because I was very uh, new in sobriety. I was okay. three months sober when I got into this oh, relationship, dear. so okay. it was almost you're not like supposed to be same. in relationships when you get sober, right? right? You're not. <laughs> um, so yeah, that. I mean, it didn't last. It, it lasted maybe like five months. We had a break because he was also sober, and he was like, "I'm not doing this thing." Yeah, and so he kind of like pumped the brakes, but then we got back together. And then we ended, you know, a few months later. So, so what? Um, so now you said you're clearly working on yourself, and not, it's not a priority until you find this awesome person. What you said the passion's one thing. Like, what are the things that will make you steer away from dating someone? Like, what are you like? Okay, I've been down that road. I'm not dating. Someone. Obviously, drinking would be a problem if they're a heavy drinker, right? Or you'll um, drink a heavy drink drinker if you're like, no, that's fine if he's awesome. <laughs> No, I, I don't like uh, being around a guy if he's really drunk. I mean, it just, just yeah. very unattractive. Yeah, it's not enjoyable. Yeah. No, I, I don't mind if a guy drinks. I probably wouldn't date someone who uses drugs. Um, maybe pot here and there would be fine. That's mm-hmm. actually been a deal breaker pot. more recently. Yeah, because right now, you know, and I respect whatever people's opinions about it, but, you know, a lot of people feel that it's not a drug. It's like, no, no, it's just like, it's my way to chill. It's like my mm-hmm. like, lifestyle or whatever. And I'm like, but you're still not present. Yeah. Like, you're still not present. But then there's that whole argument. So I'm, I don't even, I try not to go there. When I smoke pot, I'm like very present. It fucks me up so much. That's why I don't smoke pot anymore. <laughs> when I was younger, I ate smoke pot. But now I, I like, I'll get paranoid and it just ruins my whole life. For like for two it's days, I'm like, this is my life now. Yeah. <laughs> but I just remember last time I got high, my friends and I was just like, yeah, this is not good. Like I just was not stable. But uh, I was just anxious. So well, and I think you're talking people about people who, who feel like they have to constantly, you know, whatever the, the next thing that they do, they have to take a hit or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't. I can never do that. But um, so, okay, so that's a deal breaker. What are the other things that, that have you gone on? To, you've been on the apps. Oh boy, have I been on those apps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What What do you mean, oh boy? Actually, the last two relationships I was in was from the one year guy was from Tinder. That's and, like a record. Wow. You should do a commercial for Tinder. Be like, hey, sometimes it goes longer than three months. <laughs> yeah, or three longest days. booty call I've ever been part of. Okay. Um, <laughs> then the the second one, the three monther, was from Bumble. Okay, Bumble I feel like is a more uh, respectable app. I don't know. We tried to get them to sponsor. She's this not thing. looking as though she. No, she I, I'm. I'm over the apps. Like okay. I'm just. Did I, you delete yourself from them or? No, still... I'm still on there just for shits and giggles. But I, I don't, I don't really go on them I'm, because again, I'm not really. You know, three weeks now. I'm three weeks into this thing where I don't even want to be in anything really okay. unless it's awesome. I don't even go on the and apps. Awesome, anymore. you're not going to find on Bumble. Bumble's like meh. 
I don't know. I feel like I everyone, you know, I'm on there and I'm awesome. So yeah, so maybe <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I think there are all kinds of good and bad people on there. Have you met people organically? You do stand up. You do acting. Do you meet people in the same field, like at uh, shows, or people come up to you after shows? Like audience members. Audience members. No, well, no, they don't come up after. Uh, uh, come up to me after. I get heckled. <laughs> A lot by oh, guys, no. but like good heckling, like you're fucking hot, or like oh, you know man. things like it's that. Still which heckling. yeah, I don't mind it actually. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that now. You're gonna encourage it. <laughs> I really don't. I, I I'm I like you know. I feel like it's fun, um, and I go with it. So I don't know. Am I saying something wrong? <laughs> no, I'm just, you're just um, your shows are gonna be a lot different now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, I don't have anyone come up to me after. I mean, I meet a lot of comedians and. You know. Have you dated other comedians then? Um, not seriously. Okay. Um, I, w- I really want to date. I mean, I really want to meet somebody. You know, in, in the, you know, acting in, in acting or like some, you know, director. I think that I'm I'm fascinated by those people, but they're all married. Every time I'm on set, <laughs> everyone's got a freaking wedding ring on. Yeah. You can swear on this. You can say yeah, fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> but um, so okay, so what you keep saying awesome is this? So we're we've cut it down to. Uh, non-drinker or not someone that gets drunk. They could drink. They could do drugs as long they as they can get not. drunk once in a yeah. while. I think it's cute. But... Directors are up <laughs> Directors. there. What about um, business people like accountants? That sounds so strategic of me. Like I'd love to date a director. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> um, or a or a or a comedy store owner or a comedy. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, comedy, comedy manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be, be nice. good. You get a lot more slots. Um, what uh? What about have you gone on these dates on the apps that were like where they're soul crushing? Where like yeah, I need to get off these. Like has that happened? On specific apps or just the people on there? Well, it sounds like the only time you're meeting people are either at your shows or on these apps. Right. Okay, and at the shows you don't really meet the audience members. It's just other comedians or other actors when you're mm-hmm. uh, going out. What about on these uh, on these apps? Like have you gone out with someone and they're like, holy shit, this is not what. It happened once, and I learned my lesson. I will not go out with somebody from a a dating app unless I have researched them and I've gotten Mm -hmm. to see what they look like in every angle, left side of their face, right side of their face, up, down, their (laughs) fucking crotch, everything. Like I need to. Well, not. I don't want to see the dick, but (laughs) but it's not to the point where it's like you know what? Tell me about your dick because there's like some crazy shit going on out there. Um, There's a there's a tiny there's a tiny dick epidemic. Let's just say let's just say that epidemic. Yeah. How I mean, do you how do you how can you determine if we have I mean if they have small dick? <laughs> I've got I've got you know some some tools that I have you know that I use like uh, you just close up on the picture <laughs> like not on the crowd you can't really I mean unless they're wearing like spandex or something but um, no usually hands will tell a lot about a penis size shoe size uh, shoe size yeah. nose. There's a nose thing. Really? Um, yeah. Really? Like, if the nose is larger than the face, you know, in proportion, then it probably the guy has a bigger penis. Um, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, a dainty nose, dainty penis. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is scientific, by the way. I don't know if that's It accurate. is. I'm going I through my roll of death stuff. I'm trying to go no, through the memory bank. I think it is because I don't think God would create a man 
with a tiny hand and a large dick I mean, for masturbation purposes or vice versa, like a huge hand and a tiny dick. Like that would be weird, right? All of her is confidence having small hands and a big dick. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, look down. I, have, I think I have smaller hands than most men and I don't... I feel like we're going down a path we can't come yeah, back from. No, I'm, I'm not worried about Yeah, I'm about really that. trying not to look in your direction just because I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable about your No, hands. I'm not uncomfortable about my penis. <laughs> um, I, it's not, that's not to say anything so positive un- or I'm negative. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> Yeah. No, but I just don't, I, I've had people, um, well, I don't know. I, I guess there's no answer, but I think small feet is probably a good sign, I think. A good sign or a bad sign? Or a bad sign, if they have small feet. I think there's an, but I feel like hands are not accurate. Clouds Coming are from, all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Clouds are You love that one, right? That was good. Clowns are always hung. <laughs> well said. But I don't know about the, the nose thing. I don't know. Because I had a huge nose as a kid, but when I was a kid... I had a real, I grew, okay. I was, I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> censor this, but I was a late bloomer. So when I was 14, I had this huge nose and I had, uh, I did not grow Please down there. Please don't say micro penis. I, I think I did. Like I remember when I was a kid in the locker room, like I was like very self-conscious about my penis. So that's why I don't think this the nose thing I mean, works. but that, you're basing that on... I've never studied children in that regard, so well, I can't... 14, just, even 16, I think. I, I think thank I, God. Can I just say thank God? She has I was five... Children so, yeah, we need to I find like out the, about I, the micro thing. I clarified thing. all of that. Yeah. No, I just... I, that's why I'm trying to see if the nose thing is accurate. But And I think a lot of Middle Eastern people have big noses, too, so... Was this around know. your uh, figure skating career? It was around my oh. figure skating tennis days, oh. so but I feel like... maybe the cold from the ice had a lot to do with... No, I don't think it did because it was it was a locker room and it was a it was okay. a shower. So, All right. sorry, I do remember that I was really insecure. We've hit about a sore it. spot for you. No, I, we're here, we're I, now here. I'm fine. I mean, okay. I, I think I am. I don't know. I've never really measured up, but um, wow. I, okay. So <laughs> you haven't come on every. There's guy a small, has. a tiny dick epidemic. Let's go back to this. Yeah, let's go back and to the tiny dick are, epidemic. And, but how would it mean there's there's no really good way to estimate that before you meet somebody. Well, you could either, you know, do what I do, which is look at the hands and all that, okay. or, you know, just kind of like maybe imply that that's something that's, you're you curious know, about. or just even mention that there's a tiny dick epidemic because then you get a reaction instantly. They're like, oh my God, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. Like you'll get a reaction. Well, is this why like, so really? Many... They're like excited. It's, like, <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> is this why there's so many dick pics out there? Because men are trying to prove themselves but against not... the wave of the epidemic out there? Yeah, Maybe. But I've also found that even certain men who say that they don't have a, a small penis or whatever, they don't actually know because a lot of them don't know what... They're just comparing it to porno and they, they think that, you know, oh, well, obviously I'm not going to have a big dick like that, but my dick's still not small. But they don't know that it's small because they don't have any normal person to, con- to compare it to. No, there's a test in Maxim that uh, my friends and I did, <laughs> which was if you to find out if you have a uh, proper penis size, is you take the towel roll... Uh, like oh from any paper towel roll, and uh, when you're erect, if you can fit into the paper towel uh, snugly, then you're at your that's, that's a very that is a that's, that's a hung man. <clears throat> not the whole thing, you mean? Fit. No, not the length, just <laughs> no, the, the girth. Width. And the stuff. width. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the rule. Or a toilet paper uh, roll is if you could fit in there. So that's you, more of a that's more of a girth than a length right. thing. Right. Length is different. So are you telling me there are men out there putting their dicks inside I toilet paper rolls? I can vouch that that has happened to multiple guys in my circle of friends. Wow. Cuz we had a joke about it. Actually, I did it my friend, well, we'll get into that. Are any of your time. friends single? Mm, I don't know 
to tell you. <laughs> but um, but so there is that MSF. So what do you do? Have you been in a situation where somebody had a tiny dick and you just had to be, like? What did you do? I actually feel so bad talking about this. We're not going to name names. No, because I just, I, oh wow, I just feel terrible for them. Um, yes, I've been in that situation. Do they know that they have it? Do they like they bring do. it up or they're so no. unaware? Nobody, if they know, they're not going to talk about it because they're still going to try to bang, right? And they don't want to like dissuade me out of, the, out of that by telling me about their tiny dick. I don't know if they would. I, I don't know. Yeah, nobody's ever, nobody's ever, there have been men who have been honest. They're like, look, it's, it's happened not big. multiple times. Th- that's why I called it an epidemic. epidemic. Oh, I didn't know it was to and you. And it's not just I me, just went, it's okay. the, all my female friends, too. It's like a thing we talk about. I've got to do a study on this because I, this is not I, happening I, in Chicago. I perhaps, well, maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it's a younger men in their 20s and 30s. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's an LA thing. I don't know. Maybe actors have, I don't know. Maybe yeah, there's a correlation. But I've come from all over the country to be here, so I would think that maybe, they're, maybe that's why person. they're coming yeah, here. Yeah, they're bad drivers and they have tiny dicks. They all come to Los Angeles. <laughs> I see it now. I see what happened. So you and your girlfriends, then you could probably, you spot them because you guys are all, are you guys using the same methods to date on apps and stuff? Yeah. So you see them on the apps and is there like some sort of way you can communicate to other women and be like, oh, that's small dick. Well, yeah, we we take a screenshot. We screenshot the man, the closest picture that you see the hand and then send it to the thread of all the girls and then we all kind of give our opinion like yeah he's probably like a four to five or five to six even if you haven't seen if they have there isn't like a list in the epidemic circle where they can be like (laughs) oh yeah i've been with bob he's he's three and a half inches we should probably start a website and just start listing them well there is a site where women can rate guys to be like oh this guy has like i forgot what it's called but it's just like give story the backstory of guys who are on these sites and stuff i do know that i forgot what it's called and it might be a generational thing because, like, um, I have a, I have friends who are in relationships and they have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. They're like, what, what, like, what? When did this start? My friends don't. They love going on my apps when I'm on vacation with them. They just like, they always like, they're like, they go on my. I just give them my phone and they're on Tinder for like two hours, and then like I go back like three days later and this girl's like, I'm like, oh, clearly my friend has a foot fetish because like he's asking her all kinds of oh dear questions about her metatarsals. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is a little creepy. <laughs> And then I have to explain, like, no, my friends are married. They took over my phone. Like, don't ever talk to me again. I'm like, I get it. Fair. It's fair. Yeah. So back to the small dick epidemic. Go ahead. By the way, I think it's a more recent thing, too, because when you and I matched on Tinder. That's true. Because you and I met through Tinder. That's true. Tinder. We did. Uh, a few years ago, a right? A few years ago. Yeah. Sadly, I think it was like five or four years ago. Was it that long ago? I mean, yeah. I think like It was like before three, you were doing comedy, right? It was before I was doing comedy. Yeah, because so I took at least you. You wanted to go years. see a comedy show. And I was like, yeah, come to, I'm doing a show or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember so that. So at that time, I wasn't concerned. I didn't I didn't analyze your body. I didn't you sure. know, do, zoom in on the this pictures. It's uncomfortable again. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here. Okay, excellent. I still have you saved as Paul... I'm sorry, how do you say that? Farvar. Farvar, but with a T in front of the P. That's like the Tinder sign? Yeah, that's like a Tinder It was Tinder we met on? Yeah, we met on Tinder. When it was decent, yeah. When it was decent? So in my my phone book, if I ever want to go back to the men I met on Tinder, everyone's under T. Oh, that's a good way. Mm -hmm. Tinder Paul. (laughs) That's what I I think I do that too. I I had never... On my Tinder profile now, it just says, basically, you're not going to like me, but I just promote my... My Your dating show and singles only. Um, and I, and it, and people have come out and we've gotten listeners from the podcast from like, hey, I saw you on Tinder. 
That's funny. Well, but it's, it's good like to be accurate. organized. It sounds like you're very organized about your history and, and knowing and categorizing it. Yeah, totally. I have now it's a, I have a list of BBs from Bumble. Oh, I have BB, a list of that's AAs a good one from too. Alcoholics Anonymous. Do you have what? Anyone from Alcoholics Anonymous? 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 Um, well, no. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of sober people out here in LA. You know, there, So I put like AA, BB, T, like all the different. What are the other ones? Like initials. show? You're like Comedy Store Bob? <laughs> I keep saying Bob. I don't Poor know Bob. why. I hope he doesn't have a small penis, this poor guy. So, really quick, back to the small penis. Yeah, let's thing. go back. Yeah, what? What? what How many times really has this happened? I well, here's why. I, I I've never heard women address that so uh, you know directly. Directly, yeah. Because yeah. I've had girls defend guys who have small penises. Totally. Um, and I've had girls tell me like, who they'll be like, oh, that's, and they just start giggling. Because there are certain people in in the communities that I'm in that are known to to have that, and you're like, oh, now I can't fucking look at that guy again because like that's all I'm going to think mm-hmm. about. So this has happened to you multiple times. Yes. Too are many you sure times. it's not that you just have a high standard or requirement of size or like, some something that you're basing it on in your past? That all <laughs> yeah. Men did are, you date Dennis men, Rodman? No, like but a, just, sometimes <laughs> we have a standard of not just the size but also the quality of sex that it's hard for other men to match or to even compete with mm-hmm. that can be hard. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. It's just like, what do I base it Two on? Two inches just, is normal size. It's I'm just, just if, if it looks, if, it, if it's, it's really almost, um, it's almost instinctual. It's almost something animalistic. It's not like a, like something that I, you know, uh, have thought about and I'm like, no, this, you know, a, a six incher is the best type for me or anything like that. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's more like, an instinctual thing in my body that I just get repulsed by like a four incher. It's just like, it's just not right for procreation. It just doesn't feel right for me. Um, and this isn't, I'm not even talking about like sensation either, you know, like I'm not even saying like, you know, smaller doesn't feel as good or whatever. I mean, smaller is good for certain things, but, and bigger is not too big, not too good either. You can compensate in different ways, but you're saying as far as a life partner, somebody that you're drawn to physically, that yeah, it's a deal. That's a deal breaker. I mean, I've I, mean, had, I I've, think that she sounds like a deal. Four inches is a deal breaker. I mean, I've I've met guys who are beautiful, tall, just manly, just big, just gorgeous, and then there's just a tiny little speck of a dick right on their crotch. It's just like ah, I can't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've never. I'm sorry. I've never counted that. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've gone. There's no know, equivalent. Average, I've seen average the baby's arm, so I don't have to tell you. Baby's no, there is an equivalent. <laughs> there is an equivalent for women. <laughs> What's that? There is an equivalent. There's another epidemic that I hear about from my guy friends. It's kind of gross, but it does have to do with, you know, women, the woman's part and it not being like the tight. You know, so no, no, not tight. tight. No, not tight. Yodeling in the Grand Canyon. What are we? No, something else. More like hygiene. Oh, around oh, hygiene. Yeah. I, I, hear, I hear a lot of complaints about that. Really? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I really think so that we need to invest in... I think Americans need to invest in bidets. I think this is across the board. And I, because I don't think it's just a female thing. I think if you're going to be intimate with somebody, you've got to make sure all Get of that's spotless. I think you need to be spotless. Yeah, I don't... It's just, hygiene's important. And it's, it's a big turn off for everybody. It's interesting because we talked about the height with the guys who've talked to me about this. Uh, I, you know, I've said, are you sure she washed? Does she, you know? And apparently, oh, it's, it's not necessarily what a hygiene thing. Is? It's more like about their natural odor. Oh, that their taste. Them. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah about, no. That could be about diet, too. Could be. Yeah. It is about diet. Yeah. Huh. It is. Interesting. Sorry. Well, we are actually out of time. 
on that this note, is very note interesting. Eat your well, strawberries, ladies. Eat more strawberries. Is it strawberries and pineapple, right? Yeah, a lot of fun. I don't know. It's that's what I've heard. Pineapple. Um, <laughs> this has been one of the most fascinating episodes of uh, Singles All Podcast. Andrew. I think you're going to do very well on yeah. iTunes with this one. I, and, and just for clarity, well, in case we get uh, messages, we met on Tinder, but we just met on Tinder. There was never any... Um, you never dated? No, no. no. Oh. We just met. Okay. We just so I don't it. want people to start rumors about my hands and uh, <laughs> my feet, which are size 10. Um, so you can either disqualify or quantify. Yeah. Sort of, uh, I don't know where I fit in, yes. but I, I'm pretty oh, confident. Well, all right. Andrew, where can people find out more about, <laughs> uh, about you on my- <laughs> About me online or... besides on Tinder and Bumble. Where's your websites for your shows? And, and um, so I'm on Facebook, obviously, Andrea Pazmino. Uh, my last name is P-A-Z-M-I-N-O. And on social media, I'm sorry, on Instagram, it's my name together with two underscores at the, at the very ends of both my names. Is that complicated? No. Was that I think confusing? It, <laughs> it sounds right. Well, they'll figure out what we're sending. Thank you so much for coming on Thanks Singles Only. Thanks so much Only. for having me. And Patty, thank, thank you for uh, letting us use this space and our first away session. There's a bidet upstairs. Of singles. Yeah, we're going to all go use the bidet. <laughs> and we're all going to go. Is there a ruler up there? No, there's going to be a towel. <laughs> we're going to use the paper towel really quick to make sure. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Patty, and that's another episode of Singles Only Podcast. Ooh.